Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Strange case. No sign of violence, yet she looks completely contorted in fear. Almost as if she'd been frightened to death. As if she'd seen something too horrible to live through. You're listening to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of genre cinema. Hi, my name is Chris, and along with Jeff, we talk about movies that aren't really awful at all. Horror, action, kung fu, musicals, post-apocalyptic, women in prison films, and much, much more. Longshot is about a little girl with a big mouth and an even bigger talent in her wrists. Hey, let me see that shot again. I don't give performances. You want a game? I'll give you a game. Goalie war, 50 cents a point. You kidding? You'll have to break into your piggy bank. Put your money where your mouth is, Jim. I'm proposing we team up and take the foosball spectacular part in Lake Tahoe. You serious? Yes, I'm serious. Now, what do you think? I don't know. 50 grand on the line. She doesn't know. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 219, 1981's Long Shot. Basketball has hoop dreams. Hockey has slap shot. Baseball has the natural. Field of dreams. Field of dreams. Boxing has Rocky on the waterfront, if you will. Cinderella Man. Oh, my God. Uh, litany of movies. Million Dollar Baby, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Football has the longest yard. Arm wrestling has over the top. top. (laughs) And now we turn our jaded eyes to... Even poker has movies, you know, rounders, et cetera. Oh, yeah, billiards has the hustler and the the color of money. Mm. I think basically every sport (laughs) slash parlor game has been rendered cinematically with the exception of darts. Uh, yeah, well, I as mean, we bowling, anxiously... Uh, bowling has Kingpin. Do you remember that Yeah, one? it was the a great one. Great, great one. Movie. Um, there were a lot of, in the early 80s, there were a lot of uh, video game uh, um, arcade set movies like yeah. Joysticks. Not to mention The Wizard that came out in the late 80s with Fred Savage and uh. Slater. So, yeah, I mean, sports is ripe for cinematic glory. you got the thrill of the competition. You've got... Oftentimes the underdog. Yeah, the troubles at home yeah. and you know, the injuries and the, the dirty pool being played by mm-hmm. the opposing team. You got all this stuff. And let's not even get into like um, combat sports other than boxing. Like, you know, you're wrestling, no holds barred, <laughs> karate kid. Yeah, a slew of... Uh, but, fighting movies yeah. galore, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, well, and, and, until we await with bated breath the definitive, you know, air hockey movie, then we're going to have to enjoy another bar-centric game-type film, and that is foosball. Okay, so here, so yeah, sports, cinema, they're made for each other. I mean, you could could pull a compelling film out of any sort of competitive game. Shit, I think they've they've probably even made movies about chess, in terms of like Bobby Fischer, didn't they make a, you know, when he he, um, took on Deep Blue or something, did they make a movie about that, if not a a documentary? A a documentary for sure, but earlier I want to say Jodie Foster was in there. Was it Searching for Bobby Fischer? Was that the other one? Either way, like, even chess can have, like, entertaining, compelling narrative. Even a spelling bee. There was that wonderful documentary Spellbound, you know? Um, But, of all (laughs) 
the games, of all the sports, of all the competitions, I think the one that can be rendered the least cinematically <laughs> is fucking foosball, okay? I mean, this is a film that came out in 1981, which leads me to suspect that in the year 1981, there was such a dearth of ideas, <laughs> which it really wasn't. There was a lot of good movies that came out in 81, but who in God's name pitched this, proposed this, wrote the script... <laughs> Sign the doll lined. Studios say, hey, we'll give you however, how much money this costs to make a fucking movie about foosball. This was an endurance test. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and it's also, and also ran even in the arcade space. Like, if you had to pick, like, one arcade game, even. Like, again, I think it would probably play second fiddle to, to air hockey and to every other arcade game that would have been at I the time. I love air hockey, dude. So I, do I. I, I love, love it, too. Playing, yeah. So And that is actually could be rendered better cinematically than than this because well, it's a bunch about, of spinning plastic men the thing about but, foosball is that you can't make out heads or tails of what's going on you're just seeing a whole thing spinning around and by the time you manage to catch uh, to um decipher where the ball is it's over the goal is scored <laughs> now before we get into uh this movie proper how we came about it and so on i just want to ask you because you know you're uh, of a Partial Italian descent. You're actually wearing a shirt right now. With, with the, the with the yeah the Carta Geografica di Peninsula di Italia, mm -hmm. the map of the peninsular Italian uh, nation here. Yeah, rendered on a shirt as the boot with a spur at the end and a little kind of cutesy shirt. So this is a question that has been plaguing me for my entire <laughs> life, and <laughs> now it's life. finally oh, no. going to be settled. What is the difference between foosball and chitoni? Uh, or are they one and the same? Geez, uh, the the name for foosball, the other name it goes by, is that what is? It? So it's the uh, same game. I, I think I, I just Italian it was, people have to give it their own name. I right? think it also goes by, and we're getting into <laughs> into the nitty gritty here. I think table soccer and also table football. Mm -hmm. So whatever way you slice it, it's because I remember in the arcades. I mean, back in high school, we had that Allen Court uh, arcade. Yeah, and there was a. <laughs> Gitoni table because we had a lot of Italian students that would go there. Hey, we gotta play some gins. Let's play some Gitoni. I'm like, good God, Gitoni. This is foosball. What, like, what I don't understand. You know, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe the rules are different. You know, but it was like it wasn't even Gitoni. So oh, we gotta good play some God. Gits, so, but all it is, and, and, and remember that game too. That it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, much better than this bloody foosball Gitoni bullshit. The hockey where you pull the levers. And, and there's actual going. hockey men. Yeah. And, and there's a, like a plastic enclosure so the puck doesn't like fly out. That, that was, was great. awesome. That until, was awesome. until the puck went to that little area where like no player could get it. Yeah. You know, it happens sometimes. <laughs> and you have to like bang on the, on the machine to get it to come into the play center. I'm embarrassed to admit <laughs> that I was reading up on the Association of International Foosball Competition. And in some circles... Uh, the rules do not allow, and this could only make this more boring, but you, they don't allow you to spin your man in 360 degrees of rotation. Well, what's so, the point then? Well, no, you can only do it 180. Ah. And then, so if you spin it, it's illegal because you can generate more centripetal force. Because <laughs> when, I, when I played foosball or jets or jetoni, whatever you want to call it, whenever some... Um, one of our uh, high school um, Italian compatriots, hey, hey, buddy, come play some kids. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, right? So all I'd be doing is madly spinning the, the levers. With one going, hand on the keeper as yeah, at all times. Yeah. Keeper, you got to have a goalie. Yeah, yeah. How can I play without a goalie? I lost my goalie. That's all, what the movie's all about. And I, that's all I was doing was spinning them 360 degrees over and over, hoping, praying that I would get gold. Now, 
Air hockey is, I'm a king now. I'm, I'm awesome yeah, at air hockey. Yeah, I love air hockey, yeah. But foosball, never got the hang now, are, of it. Are you an air hockey purist in, insofar as, like, air has to actually being pumped through yes. the thing versus yes. the plastic you know, knockoff version? Yeah. So you have to have the air. Yeah, yeah I mean... Well, it, that's tough to find these days in a bar. I know. Right? Well, I mean, they have it in some movie theaters. Um, Dave & Buster's, etc. I'm also a huge proponent of one of my absolute favorite games from the 80s. This is a, a, a game you could buy, you know, at a toy store. A game that will would never in a million years be sold today because this game is probably responsible for more injuries than... I don't even know what. I can't even think of a simile, but... Mm. Wayne Gretzky's Rocket Hockey. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play that thing? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. That yeah. thing was the most. It was the most fun and yet the most deadly game ever. Because it was the same thing. You had this like this hard steel puck that you revved up really really fast <laughs> and you let it go and, and it then took there, people's eyes out. There was nothing covering it yeah. and you had to you know you had your little keeper and you had to, you had to score goal and also prevent the puck from coming into your end. But at the same time, this thing was going so fucking fast and it got that. One of three things would happen. Number one, somebody would hit the the, the steel disc. It wasn't a puck. Yeah. And it would go flying and hit someone in the forehead, getting a concussion. Number two, it would get snagged in somebody's, uh, the web of their um, thumb and forefinger. And that would oh. like hell. Mm-hmm. Or, because the thing was going so fast, you would want to stop the puck if you wanted to, let's say, mom said, time stop playing. And the thing was about 250 degrees Fahrenheit. It was so fucking hot. Jesus. Wayne Gretzky's Rock Hockey. I love that game. And if I would pay top dollar, <laughs> if I could get a, if I can get it on eBay. I've gone on eBay and they've had incomplete versions of it, i.e. without the puck. Fuck mm, that. Yeah. I want the the radar version, so to speak. The one that put kids in the hospital. <laughs> See, these are all similar games in scope. I mean, it, it's just knocking uh, something into a goal and trying to defend a goal, right? Air hockey, foosball, Wayne Gretzky's Rocket Hockey, etc. Yeah, but, but I mean, to depict this cinematically is i would say next to impossible because of all all the the difference between this and we made light we, oh we, you could say we made sport of it in our intro to this show all these other examples are like you know the combination of organism and mechanism it's the athlete and it's showing off like something everyone has dreamed to do like you want to like robert redford in the natural he's this guy and he hits the home run and he but I would venture major to say, league. major, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would venture to say any. F- okay, I don't want to. Okay, I will cuss. I try not to. Any fucking moron can play foosball. So, well, as opposed me, to like, anyway. well, I mean, like Rocky <laughs> is is like a a palooka. He's a tomato can. Right. He's a journeyman. He's trying to win the title, and, and people are saying, no, this guy's too slow. He doesn't. He's not skilled Passes enough. Prime, etc. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's like, oh, you can relate to, to someone who's trying to do their best in something that is impressive to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see an amazing baseball player, and, and you suck, as I do in baseball, I, I couldn't hit anything lobbed at me at five miles an hour. I'm the worst. And when I see, like, I was you know, Josh slugger. Donaldson slugging yeah. for the Jays. Like, that's amazing. Who is impressed by foosball well, I mean, to the point where you would go watch it competitively? Like, honestly, of that, all the games. That like, was one of the things that made me... It was hilarious because... The velodrome of foosball. Like, like I mean, 100 it, people watching it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> at the climax of this movie, you know, when they're competing for this $50,000 prize, what kind of a... Of a foosball um, following Phenomenal. is there that they can create a gate to offer a $50,000 prize and there was like 300 people watching it you it, can't it, even see the you know there was no screens yeah. there was nothing like you actually see what's going on um, 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people um, deride over the top because they say, hey, come on, it's arm wrestling. How can you make a movie about arm wrestling? But first of all, there's more to it than arm wrestling. you got the wonderful family drama between Lincoln Hawk and his son. Number two, you can make it cinematic. you got these big... Beefy guys, yeah. Got... The strongest man may pre- may he prevail. Like that's yeah. co- in, immediately compelling. And Stallone with the uh, with the foolproof plan of taking that baseball cap, turning it backwards, and going over the top. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, when I saw that film in the theater, I went to school the very next day on Monday, and I challenged everybody and anybody to arm wrestling competition. Losing, I was, I was wearing a cap. <laughs> it did not work. The movies led me astray. I lost every single bloody match. I think my wrist was broken oh too. Oh my god. Didn't matter how many times I turn my hat backwards, I could not go over the top. But anyhow, well, I was thinking like, what can be depicted? Because I, I, this ex-colleague of mine, her son competes in League of Legends, which is a video game played in an arena mm-hmm. that uh, it's multiplayer around the world, and people watch this on YouTube and they're playing video games, mm-hmm. which is a huge phenomenon with multiplayer games. So that raises the question like. Like, what won't people watch? Like, you know, I mean, golf, dull as hell. Well, even that, Caddyshack, you have great movies there. So something you'd think is just unfilmable. And they make movies out of it. But this is unfilmable. Well, that's the whole thing I was going to say. Because, I mean, you might say, well, that's unfilmable, and yet they're able to film it. Make it compelling. Make it exciting. Shit, back to school. Diving. Do you remember? Competitive diving. Oh, with, with Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> this foosball is unfilmable, and this movie, all it did was prove the fact that it's unfilmable. <laughs> it, uh, it's beyond. I mean, this is a movie that you can't believe that it got made. You can't believe that it exists. And as you're watching it, you're dumbfounded. You still can't believe it exists. You're like, I'm watching this right now. I'm in the process of watching this film. This, this competitive movie about foosball, and I still can't believe what I'm watching. This cannot be serious. This is gonna, well, I'm getting punked here. I'm being punked. <laughs> this is, this is like... But, yeah, I guess what well, I could potentially be compelling, possibly, although from the get-go it doesn't do itself any favors because the main conceit is that there's this foosball tournament and the guys who are playing it are so into regular foosball, regular soccer, like Bend It Like Beckham style, that they, they want to finance, what is it, a trip to, like, to finance their soccer dreams in Europe. Well, the, the and, main you know, character... And to win... Yeah, Paul, Paul Rogers is the main character, not to be confused with the lead singer of Bad Company, right? And briefly of Queen as well. And briefly yeah. of Queen, indeed. Yeah. And he's played by Leif Garrett. And it's interesting because uh, this movie was recommended to us... With a lot of caveats, like this is going to be a very tough movie to get through <laughs> by one of our favorite listeners, DM Elms. Yeah. And another film which you recommend, recommended us do way back when was Don't Go Into the Basement. Was that what it was? I it was think called? in five, The Devil Rides Five. Oh, yeah. The yeah, other one exactly, with Leif Garrett. Exactly, the, five, the Devil something or other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah another, <laughs> the Devil Rides Five. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, I don't. Was that what it's called? I think I that's what it is. Yeah. Another both these forgettable Leif Garrett starred. Leaf Garrett, and uh, so she has now subjected us to <laughs> two awful Leaf. Well, the first one was pretty good. Mm. This one, this one was awful, and she did warn us. So, wow! All I can say is wow. So we have this character, Paul Rogers. Feel like making love. Anyway, he is a legitimate soccer player and he wants to he's not a legitimate soccer player I mean, the, you know, the Champions League is being played the World Cup is this year the clips they have of these guys playing 
is all, like these guys are such mama lukes like yeah. on, on the field like they're like house league like 12 year old like this is awful well anyway he's given a scholarship to play stateside but he wants to go to europe he wants to play real football real soccer in europe and in doing so he's going to have to fund his tuition and so in, <laughs> so what he's going to do is him and his foosball partner in crime leroy Bad, bad Leroy Brown, <laughs> who's his goalie. Yeah. They got two weeks to train. How oh. do you train for football? Like, uh, for foosball? I mean, Push-ups. Oh, my God. Like, wrist exercises? Yeah, like, yeah, those squeezy things. There's only that. one wrist exercise I know. Yeah. That would, that would <laughs> the not... sound of one hand clapping. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Um, and he's going to go the distance and make that 50 grand to go to Europe and compete whatever. The hmm. um, movie starts off promisingly enough because it's got a theme song. Referencing the title, and every time you have a theme song, <laughs> it's a long shot. Yeah, you know we're in for a yeah. world of hurt. Uh, well, I, like, I mean, for me, that's always a good sign. But that was it was just downhill from there. <laughs> I mean, oh my lord. And yeah, a small bone to pick is is that this guy's too old to be considered a prospect to play professionally. Like he's got to be what seventeen, eighteen. Like these guys, the, like the big clubs in Europe, Liverpool, your Manchester United, they pluck people. From the age of ten and eleven, from their development academies, they're not going to take on this all this this long in the tooth guy. He might as well be Robert Redford in the Natural. But yeah, and the narrative, I guess, it, this is their plan. This is their like like you're going to forego a, a fu- fully funded four year undergraduate education for some pipe dream to win. F- and it was what fifty k. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to presumably compete with what hundreds of people all over the world. Well, they don't really explain that. Fifty k is a lot of money, even today. But it, it's true. Dollars, but yeah. like, it's it's a long it's a long shot to actually like achieve that. You yeah. know. The other thing that boggled my mind is it's, that you have this professional foosball circuit where people are <laughs> actually competing, you know, from bar to bar, place to place. Moving up the ranks, etc., and not like only that, people. but you have these these moronic duos with these like warrior esque names. Like our our heroes are called the Wavos. Yeah, the Nuevo Wavos, like the new wavers, like new eggs, like Wavo, like in Spanish. I think that's what it was. I thought it was this wave, like you know, catch a wave. No, I think it was eggs on the thing, and it's no no new wave eggs. Like it was a play on words, uh, I think. But either I way, I it off a few times <laughs> as I was watching this. So <laughs> I'm, 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 it took three attempts to get through this. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, there's got to be obstacles to overcome. There's got to be, you know, it can't just be a linear fashion, right? So you have you have Paul and his best bud Leroy. Now Leroy's a bit of a shit. I mean, he's he's kind of a bit of a troublemaker, and he ends up getting his <laughs> hand broken, his wrist broken, right? Yeah, he's on the injured injured reserve. He can't mm-hmm. can't compete, and. He ends up getting his wrist broken. Uh, I believe he got into a fight. Did he get into a fight? Oh, I, I watched this a week ago. So yeah. the memory I is watched faded. it last night. The memory is faded. <laughs> now, so he's got this bandage on his hand, right? And all of a sudden, this, this dude is out for like a month. His bandage <laughs> looked like, you know, maybe, just maybe, he singed his hand on the stove. And he got maybe yeah. third degree burns. Or the first degree. He got first degree burns. <laughs> put a little ointment on it, a little topical ointment. It'll be healed up in three days. But he is done. He is finished. Well, you so, underestimate the intense rigors and the physicality of the of the of the of the foosball circuit. Well, especially I mean, <laughs> hey, turning man. those the knobs. And so Paul needs a goalie. Who is going to be his keeper if Leroy cannot fulfill these duties? Well, it just so happens that there is a a legendary player. 
playing in the underground bowels of the football <laughs> circuit, somebody by the name of Max, actually Maxine, yeah, who it turns out is a 14-year-old girl. Yes. In some of the interesting, I guess, more sexual gender dynamics at play here, is I thought it was a boy, and maybe the character was meant to be a boy. Well, or I, think, I, I think that was intentional to have a bit of... Like a tomboyish kind of thing. They were trying to have some sort of sexual tension. Will um, Maxine's unrequited love for Paul break the team apart? Leroy is still oh, as her manager, I did not pick up on these, these, <laughs> these subtle dynamics. Yeah. I mean, 14, 17, you know, the, it's a three-year age gap. I mean, it's... The hormones are raging. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So... <laughs> And this this Max is supposed to be this tough chick, and you know one of these sort of like, I don't need anybody. I yeah, can do yeah, it myself, I can take care of myself. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and yeah, but the actress that played her, I don't even know who it is, was one of the, what's one of the worst performances <laughs> I've seen, bar none. Yeah, I mean, the cow in Battlefield Earth that got blown up, it, you know, gave a better performance than this actress played Max. The warm beer that we're drinking here, and perhaps in honor of this film and its tepidness, uh, shot out of my mm. nose there for a second. And then, as this tournament is going on, they're fucking in Europe all of a sudden. Really? Weren't they? I, don't know. <laughs> I actually put on my notes, they're in France, with question mark. Because I'm like, I, th I think it was not. just uh, it was oh. just the father of one of the love right, interests. Right, yeah, because a girlfriend, his legit girlfriend, uh, Paul's girlfriend. Has I, I forget her name. Yeah, yeah so she a, kept saying bonjour. She had an accent, <laughs> so they weren't in France. I mean, And then the, hus the father disapproved of... Both uh, the uh, competitive football circuit and and his daughter's place it's there like, therein. It's like Robert Lowenstein over the top, yeah. you know, like disapproving <laughs> of that no good Lincoln Hawk truck driver, ex wife of my, so ex husband of my <laughs> daughter, and there's no way that he's going to take my son to yeah, one of these ne'er do wells on the foosball circuit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no way is my daughter going to get involved with that no good Nick. And so, and that's really this. That's the thrust of the entire thing. That so, is but, but what's weird about it is like the the age and the fact that I guess she's technically a runaway because the Maxine is 14 so what you have is like she's a <laughs> no runaway thing. she's essentially jailbait and these two like in what world would an 18 year old enlist the help of a 14 year old girl to go play in a tournament and stay in a hotel with them like on what planet does that happen it's very very bizarre so the cops are looking for them which adds not a lick of <laughs> dramatic interest yeah, exactly. yeah, to, to this this plot, and then uh, ultimately, I guess things coalesce, uh, converge upon this finale, a la you know Rocky. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you're uh, just to sort of steal a bit of um, a phrase that you like to use quite a bit, uh, you know, cul-de-sac subplots. And so <laughs> I mean, it, not so much cul-de-sac subplots, but just scenes. It just seems so out of place. Like at one point, uh, Paul and Leroy decide to go into a tanning bed. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. get a little color. Why? Yeah. What's the point? What's I'm the significance? Not sure. I don't know. Quoting a little bit of uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure there. <laughs> Why? What's the significance? I don't know. Um, but the reality is, this entire movie is what is the significance? What? Like honestly, who? Who? Why? Who, where? Are, how? All the questions yeah. that are the taught to first-year journalism students. Like, none of which we can answer. Like we tried our best there's absolutely no way this could congeal into a viable narrative there's mm -hmm. no way as you said this is a game that can only be viewed from the top and they're sh it's the same shot over and over again <laughs> the finale made me laugh because they were passing 
the, this ball between the players and holding it up. And that was like a trick shot that I never thought of in all my years of playing foosball. I, I don't have the... Maybe there is more to this sport than I gave it credit. Because that's a really tough move. Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. This is a rough, may, a rough slog. Maybe I thought that they were in Europe at one point because this was an international <laughs> competition. At one point, they're playing a German team. But... I believe that they're that the the ultimate uh, team that they have to best in order yeah, to win like the, the money. Yeah, it's like the Grigiakis brothers, the Gr- Grigatis brothers, who basically look like Mario and Luigi. You know, <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. Italian stereotypes yeah. with big mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's really essentially it. Like this, and what's strange, there is enough meat from what we've described that potentially something interesting might have happened. I mean, someone's on the lam, you have the cops looking for them, you have a tournament-style thing, you have, like, this um, discord between the two teammates and this, you know, third party, and you know, threatening to split them apart, like Yoko Ono and the Beatles. Like, there's stuff, there's meat here, but, my God, the musical numbers, like, over and over and over again. Like, they have these nonsense scenes that take place in a bar, which just happens to have some band playing there. Mm. And that, I think we're going to segue into what we've learned. Well, Because yeah. what I learned is Oingo Boingo played in one of these bars, and they're known for... Were they in this movie? They were in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm flummoxed. I, want, I did not even... I missed it the first go-round, okay. and, uh, and then I, I found it. And, of course, they're best the known for Weird, weird Science. science. Yeah. And the composer of... Hollywood legend Danny is Danny Elfman, Elfman yeah. who was a member of this shitty band. Oh. So there's tons of Nuevo Wavo <laughs> music in this. And I, want, I hope that's right with this new eggs, new wave thing. Or else I'm just like hallucinating and like, oh my God. But yeah, like Oingo Boingo. And that's kind of like a discredit to them that they're like, they didn't need to Well, be this must this. have been really early in their career. I, they, I guess, they, yeah. were, they were going to do anything and everything for exposure. Mm. I mean, they made a movie of their own, you know, a really cool cult film, which I believe, I forbid, was it called Forbidden Planet perhaps? Uh, we'll have to IMDb mm. that, but I did see a long time ago. Yeah, Danny Elfman's a genius. I mean, in terms wow. of a composer and Oingo no, Boingo, Batman and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Simpsons. He did mm-hmm. the Simpsons theme. I mean, and their um, Oingo Boingo was a pretty cool band. I mean, for their time, they really, you know, Weird Science is a iconic scene and an iconic song and an iconic movie. I did yeah. not realize. I mean, every song in this movie, whether it be the band's playing. Whether it be whatever was playing over the soundtrack, if there was some sort of like foosball train montage, <laughs> it was just the one word, like the chorus, being repeated again and again and again. That was a chorus. So like one one would be like animal, and it's be like animal, 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 yeah. animal, animal. The other one I think you need to be entertained was the one was the Unga Bongo song. I think that's what it. And yeah, you need to be entertained. You need to be enter. Or, well, I forget what it was, but there's so much. Ultimately, like literally and Are figuratively, you not entertained forgettable about this film yeah. i mean my god this was uh, are you not entertained <laughs> definitely not by this movie um that's hilarious because you need to be entertained and yet this is a movie that was uh, about as boring as anything i've seen in my entire life beyond i mean this is a movie that i i would it's it's up there i would almost it's, like it's on the it's on the the mount rushmore of most death deathly boring this films. is a movie that they can use in fucking guantanamo bay okay? <laughs> in order to you know to, uh torture people oh, yeah. forget waterboarding forget pulling nails out whatever they mm. do they could just you know clockwork orange you know like eyes open style eyes open eye droppers and just play this movie <laughs> on a on a loop for 24 hours and you're people are gonna spill uh, their guts i indeed is, i texted you and i said this makes manos hands of fate look like the taking of pelham one two three it really is like it's 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 breathtaking and 
irredeemably dull. It's beyond. It, it's and it's only I think eighty minutes. But there's really very little dialogue, very little even montage, very little uh, foosball. Com competitive foosball. Because yeah. the game is so fast, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you by, can't by follow the ball. Yeah. Like Americans complain they can't follow the puck in hockey mm -hmm. when I watch it. Yeah, tough to follow. A straightforward narrative that was very tough to follow. So, <laughs> I'm. Oh. You know, I mean, the, here's and the this thing. is an obscure movie too. Oh, without a doubt, I had, if it wasn't for the recommendation, I I had not heard this movie. There's... I would have gone through my entire life not ever knowing that this film existed. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm somebody that's pretty well versed in some pretty obscure movies. And if not me knowing about these movies, hearing about these movies, you know, I've, I speak to people that know a lot of obscure movies. Never once in my all the years I've been on this planet <laughs> talking about cinema has anybody ever mentioned Long Shot. Starring Leif Garrett from 1981, a movie about foosball. When this was first suggested, I didn't believe it actually existed. Yeah, and we were under the misguided impression that this would be just uproarious 80s cheeseball fun. Like, I, I had in mind No Retreat, No Surrender type mm. movie, where it's just these, like, just, you know, uh, badly dated phrases from that time period and the music and just bad fashion and just like a, a rave up of fun and this was just absolutely not that and then i was trying to research this and there's really nothing on online apart from like some academic book about the queering of cinema that talks about how leif garrett was in these homoerotic roles like skateboard and this movie that it mentioned and like well it did him and leroy the tension there was greater than between him and not Maxine, the French girl. Like so, palpable. there was nothing. It was like, palpable. You could... It was pal. Yeah, <laughs> and he, even when you Google long shot like and movie, like it's not even on the first page that mm -hmm. comes up. So I mean, I don't know where this thing went. I, I, I wish we knew the box office. I don't know who the audience is. Well, that there would was be no honestly, no audience like, for this. You say we're gonna segue into what did we learn? Mm. One of the things I learned is, I mean, obviously this did this must have gone to theatrical release in eighty one. Who the fuck? paid money good money to see this thing on the big screen opening weekend was there somebody was there one person that wasn't related to anybody involved in this movie who was waiting with bated breath i cannot wait for, for long shot to come out and oh. when they came out they were there first in line only one in line just slopped down their hard earned whatever three four bucks whatever movie cost back then and said oh i can't wait to see this thing who honestly like it's rare that I'm at a loss for words, but I am at a loss for words. Oh, oh the, that reminds me of another thing I, I learned. Well, this I was thinking about like stuff that people perceive to be entertaining, and I remember like flipping through the channel some boring Sunday morning, probably hungover or something, and I, I came across this this arena, and there's this music like oh I forget what this band is called. Um, the song is called "Can't Stop, Can't Stop the Rock." can't stop can't stop the rock and i thought oh what is this is this wrestling and there's this big uproar and fanfare uh, as the spotlight shone on this entrance and the guy comes in and he's wearing a bowling shirt and i'm like what in hell is this and it's professional <laughs> darts which is massively big in the uk and they will have like ten thousand people show up for that of all things so i don't even know I, 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 I love darts uh -huh. i play it in bars all the time but not like i don't know who in hell would watch that as i mentioned at the beginning of this episode i think that's the only sport slash parlor game slash what have you competitive what um 
game that has yet to be made into a film. And <laughs> what about that thing that tests your strength, where you get a hammer and you like hit like a something and then it shoots up? Like, oh, yeah, what, what's that called? <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's always Test some sort of, of like interlude in a, in, a, in a film when like you know the hero and the love interest go to like the county fair and he wants to impress yeah. her and he picks the hammer up and he, he can barely get the thing over his shoulder. You know? Oh god. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just uh, star rating. <laughs> well, and see this 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 is where this is an auditory medium and your hands are up in, in yeah yeah I, yeah I, I yeah what can you say this is this is where i'm going to be like this is very bizarre because <laughs> for as much as i loathe this movie i like every second that i spend watching it for as as bored as i was for as many times as i tuned out i'm giving this movie my wholehearted recommendation because you, you have to see this movie just to confirm that it exists. Just so you can go out there and tell your friend <laughs> that you saw Longshot, a foosball movie, and then uh. spread the virus around. Uh. So, objectively, I'm going to give this one star. But I'm going to also say, do not let that dissuade you from seeking this movie out. It's on YouTube. That's where we finally got our hands I don't even think was, I don't even know it was, it was under like some Spanish title. Yeah. Was this even given? Like, it, I, I know it wasn't released on DVD. I don't even think it was released on VHS. <laughs> Maybe it was released on Super oh, 8. I don't God. know, you know, like, or whatever, those projectors that they used to show us in, like, class. <laughs> I don't know. One star, but at the same time, I am thanking DM for recommending this, and I'm saying to our listeners, do yourself a favor. In Just watch the movie. Oh, my God. You're going to hate us for it, but watch it anyway, just so that you can then... Say that you've done it. Sometimes oh, you got to do things unpleasant just to say you've exactly, done it. Exactly, yeah. You know? so that's, I'm reminded of uh, John F. Kennedy's speech about going to the moon. We are doing this not because it is easy, but because it is hard. So it was hard to watch this. I tried four times. Start, stop, start and stop, stutter. Like, this was as unbearable as any movie we've ever podcasted. Mm-hmm. Dreadful. I'm going to give it a, a half star. But again, like, I agree. You have to, you have to see this. Who would have thought that they could stretch a, a narrative thread through 90 minutes of this thing. Well, and the reality they really is, don't. they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> they tried. It was a valiant effort, <laughs> but it failed in every facet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's worse. I mean, it's like a car crash. You can't turn your, turn your own <laughs> way. Maybe you might have not off once or twice like I did, but yeah, yeah. I mean. Don't geez. slam the brakes, just, you know, lead foot it right to YouTube. Check this thing out and, and thank us. I don't know. What is it? Don't thank us. I don't know what, but be sure and check out our podcast every week. The Really Awful Movies podcast, uploaded for your listening pleasure. New episodes celebrating everything that genre film has to offer. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.